Welcome back to These Amazing Places, show 283 for the week of July 21st. This show is going to be a little bit different. We're going to do a what-if show, and what that means is uh, we're going to ask the question, what if they did this, what if they did that, and we're going to throw some scenarios out there, chat about it by we, I mean Cameron and I. How you doing, Cameron? Hey, good. We're kind of a imaginary sandbox type of thing. Huh? There you go. Perfect. Yep. Yes. So we're going to throw those things out there. Uh, we'd always love to hear from everybody out there who's listening. If you have some stuff that you think would be good uh, what-ifs to throw out there, uh, who knows, maybe somebody at Disney's listening in, and they'll build exactly what we want, right? That's what they usually do, right, Cameron? Oh, yeah. They listen yeah. to us, and they're like, sure, let's just do that. They're right. <laughs> and who knows, maybe if some of us... Let's, listen, let's, let's not get rid of Horizon. Right. Not. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's... Uh, <laughs> Let's keep Walter Cronkite in there as the uh, narrator for Spaceship Earth. Anyway. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I had to go there, right? And that's the way it is. <laughs> I think I did my best impression on a, several shows back in that. I don't even remember now what it was. But yeah, anyway. I remember that. You did that. <laughs> it was like one of the first ones I was on. Okay, so uh, normally I'd break here. Let's just not even break. Let's just go straight into this thing. So we're going to start out, uh, first thing is, what I would like to see him do is add the people mover to Epcot and make uh, Wonders of Life Pavilion a main transportation hub through the park. What I mean by that when I say about uh, adding the people mover in, this was something that I thought about uh, that they could use the magic bands on. By that I mean you could put separate small hubs throughout the park and... Uh, so that this thing is constantly moving and not slowed down. You could have separate pod cars that they would break off from each other. And what will happen is you'll step up to a platform, order your car, either by pushing a button or using your magic band. It'll pull a car up. You climb into the car. It pulls the, your car back onto the track. And then you can set it up by inside the car where you want it to drop you at, off at. And so wherever. Let's say you're going to travel from... Uh, uh, wherever, let's say Wonders of Life Pavilion over to France or over to Canada and then you want to get off there then it'll take you to that closest spot it'll drop you off you can get off, go do your thing and then the cars are constantly running I think not only would it be great to um, bring back some of that vision of what Walt had of having separate types of transportation coming through the park it'll also eat up a lot of the uh, people that are constantly walking and moving through different places trying to get to their next location this would get them there a little quicker and for people that have some mobility issues or just don't want to walk uh you know 40 miles a day in epcot they can then get their make their way around by just hopping on and off of these things so what do you think cameron yeah that's a great idea actually i think they, could, they couldn't do it trackless or anything right or no it would have to have a track that you run on but right. i think the thing is is you could theme it too to where it would look different as you head through the countries uh not the car oh, yeah. itself but like the windows because they're doing you know window things are big right now right and you could have yeah. whole sections where it would ride through areas and it'll show you educational things whatever you, you want that'd see. be cool because you could use like a connect sort of thing where you just point at something and it tells you information about it kind of right. knows where your hand is yeah yeah, that'd be cool. Well, if you could play it to where it, you had polarized windows and it would play it on the inside of the window. I think that yeah, would I'd, be awesome, too. 
or you could just look out at, at the same time though i mean each hub could look different by the country that it's in you go over into future world and of course it's going to look futuristic i just think there's so many things they could do with it and it would help so this thing would, be, would it be enclosed yeah i think that would be great if you can enclose yeah because because like you know air conditioning in right air conditioning in florida exactly it gets people out of the heat and then some people might just want to stay on it and ride I don't know, it becomes almost like an attraction, kind of like People Mover is somewhat in the Magic Kingdom, but taking it to the well, next people, level. People ride the monorail, you know, just to ride it, right? Oh, yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I believe they do. So, um, yeah, I just think, too, there's just so many things here that fits in with Walt's original vi vision. Uh, it cuts down on people having to walk so much to get to places within that park. It gets people... The, it's, it thins the crowds out by basically displacing some people, picking them up, moving them over and around and through things, and then placing them somewhere else while others are you know, still walking underneath of them. So I don't know. I see. I, it just seems to me. And let's, before I forget, over in Interventions and over in Future World, the second story of those buildings, they were actually built two stories high. And the reason why is because the, the uh, people mover was actually supposed to move through those buildings in the beginning. And so you could take advantage of all that again. And yeah, and you know what? The future world really needs a different idea. Oh, it needs a bunch of stuff. And I, that's why I thought, well, this is a way to kind of change a lot of stuff up all at the same time. Like make it kind of a transportation center. And then, like, make you could even, you could still keep the themes. You know what I mean? Because then, you know, you're theming it. Or I don't know. They can make them better. Maybe with a transportation center, you could be like, oh, this is like aspects of, you know. Well, it becomes. Just, and also, it just needs. It just needs a big change, I and, think. Future but also by especially. being inside of it, it becomes an entertainment center too. As you're moving through, it's going to tell you about each area that you're moving through. Right, and that's what I'm. I think that's what I'm thinking of. Something to entertain you. And to and keep you, you get, I mean, have you heard too that they're actually uh, automating the monorail in Florida? No. Yeah, they're really? testing it. They're huh. testing it right now in automation. No driver. You know what I, I heard today, like it's, it's Fourth of July weekend. I heard they were having problems today with, with the monorail. I, I wonder if that's why. Could be. Yeah. Because they said it got stuck. Something was wrong with the doors. They got stuck oh, for like man. a long time, like thirty minutes, I think. Crazy. People were stuck in it, and people were waiting. And yeah, thirty minutes is a long time on a crowded day when you're trying to get places. On yeah, it is. A well, holiday weekend. I think you've got a dinner reservation. And oh, you know, you're cutting it down to the last minute, and now you're going to be late because you're stuck yeah. on the monorail. And I've actually heard that uh, has happened to some people actually riding the monorail to get into the park to for uh, like an early morning. Uh, oh no, actually somebody had a uh, fast pass set up to meet Anna and Elsa, and oh, man. were almost late for their fast pass because the monorail broke down and they couldn't hardly get there on time. Anyway, that's a whole another story. Uh, so anyway, so that's my first what if. Uh, second one is is to bring in uh, uh, Lucasfilm production and Pixar film production within the studio format, uh, whether you're showing how they yeah, build sets, studios, do whatever. Studios. In Hollywood studios, this. yeah. And so yep. you're actually, you have full-on production going on there again, even if it's just doing uh, uh, digital effects. CGI, things like that. You can have production places in there and people can move through again and be able to see how this stuff works, what's done, uh, just to kind of put an eye on it. 
I think that it, and it brings the studios back to what they are, and that is productions. You know. And you know what? You can even. And I just thought of this right now. You can go like into ILM and like that's neat stuff, kind of like yeah, miniatures, bigatures, the green screens. I mean, it's all in the movies. It'd be cool to just kind of. Nobody really does effects stuff. Like I mean, CGI is very interactive now. I mean. You well, see Gollum and like King Kong, they're based off a of real mo they should have they should do that. Think like about put it, a suit on somebody with the dots exactly. and you could act out as something. Oh, yep. That's yeah, I just thought that's a good idea. And ILM, in case somebody hasn't thought uh, doesn't know what that is, it's industrial light and magic, which is part yes. of Lucasfilm. So um, yeah, there's I mean think about this. There could be an entire presentation set up on the whole thing. And the same thing in Pixar. You could do the same thing over on that end. And show how these things are done, how they do their production, how they do CGI, how they do everything. Um, I just think it would be cool. And once again, it gets people involved in filmmaking, which is what that place is supposed to be about, I thought. Not just another theme park. Otherwise, why bother calling it Hollywood Studios? So, anyway. Uh, okay, next one. And I've said this one, I think, a couple times before, so I won't put a lot into it. And that is uh, making Mystery Island out of the old Discovery Island or River Country. Um, by Mystery Island, I always blend it in with, like, the Lost Island. But, I mean, if they could come up with a way of adding lights, and this would really be cool in the evening, of putting some kind of a uh, fog shield around the thing and having uh, boats moving in and out of the fog, taking people to and from the island um and i don't want it to just be like an adult spot that would be cool maybe in the evening but uh during the day then you have things that are always kind of going on over there uh probably when i think of this i think less roller coaster less thrill like that and more of immersive dark ride things that are happening so and i was thinking even more like if you're gonna do a thrill do a different kind of thrill kind of like you know alien encounter like it was thrilling, but you weren't going like a hundred miles an hour. Right. Or, and people like like the scary stuff now. A lot of people kind of. So, I don't know. I kind of I I want another attraction kind of like, you know, Alien Encounter. And so you could put more of like adult themed, or those type of rides over there. Yeah, you could. And we'll get yeah. to the Alien Encounter. I've got this again in my notes. So we'll come oh, back to it. Yeah. Uh, next thing, uh, put in a full-size monorail, like what they have in Tokyo, that would run from MCO, which is the Orlando airport, to a central Disney hub that can be outside of wherever they want to place it. And then from there, you take another form of transportation, whether it's monorail, people mover, whatever, the bus, that would then take you to your resort. And so I think yeah, if they could hook a monorail or people mover to move you to uh, a monorail platform, and then take you from there over to your resort if you're on the monorail uh, line. Uh, of course, it's going to have to be bus probably, or bus or boat, if you're staying in the value resorts, because, let's face it, there's not enough money being made off the value resorts, uh, and you're not paying enough, hence the reason why it's called value, uh, than to put it on the monorail line. It takes some of the value away from, from what you're paying as a deluxe accommodation, I mean, you're paying to be on the monorail line, so uh, uh, there's a reason why you know you would have it that way. But they can begin to once again work that people mover, uh, slow train, high train, large train, all those different things in to getting people around property more so than always just using a bus. And let's face it, the hub 
could be a hub that travelers could come through that are just in the general area and they can then they can get people to stop going to universal well i mean you do get their attention a little more as people travel through and let's face it you can put disney stores and all kinds of other stuff in there not to the point where you eat up uh downtown disney but you could do something that introduces all of that to them aren't they working on downtown disney yeah they are making it because i know i know it needs work well no they're doing a ton it's a complete refurb where it's now no longer going to be called uh downtown disney but it'll be called disney springs and it has like four separate towns in it with a whole different motif atmosphere to each town so that's happening yeah as we speak and it's yeah it's been a trying event for people that are locals around they're just trying to go in and park as they try to finish up garages and things like that okay let's see here next um i this one i really threw out there and this had been talked about a long time ago with disney and that was for them uh to purchase their own airline or airline service and through that then they could grant discounts to frequent visitors to dvc owners and to ap holders and then whoever else they could work out deals to where yeah you're going to get discounts the more you're coming the more you're doing with disney let's face it the more money you're spending there with disney uh then the bigger discounts you're going to get to be able to fly on the airline hence frequent flyer miles you know you travel there enough time you end up flying for free i mean it's all they really need they have a cruise they have a travel company i mean that's it they yeah. have the airlines that's all they need and then yeah that's true once again that and hub. the airlines will coincide with that transportation you were talking about yes yeah, try the to hub. Get them and you try to keep them in disney you know what i mean in the bubble right that'll do it okay uh next thing here uh this one's gonna be weird and maybe a little hard to explain you'll probably be able to help me on this cameron and that is to when you ride up into the top part of uh of spaceship earth where they're kind of getting ready to turn you around and you can see not where you're heading down yet but you can see whatever out into space the expansiveness of space and everything and that is to create that either into a large amount of screens that will all seamlessly work together or one large screen to where or it's like immersive. i i want to mention this a little bit have you seen, i don't know if you've seen the cosmos or whatever kind of yeah, like yeah. that yeah yes it's a good effect that's what i, I mean something to where it yeah. takes your breath away when you look up and you see it and how clear it would you be. You know, I kind of wonder, like, because you've said this, you kind of talked about this off mic, the whole finale where the Earth is. That's Has that ever changed? Um, what do you mean? Uh, well. The part where, where you get to the top and you see the Earth from yeah, afar. It was, yeah, I, I, mean, I don't think be, that, that part's ever changed. Look, I mean, the end has changed. But. You used to be able to see things better. And, like, you could see the moon, a satellite moving through. When it was more communications-based and stuff, you could see things and they're probably those things are still yeah, see there. you've been on it more often than me yeah. so i, don't, I would and, but the the problem is is everything is dated now and so i think a oh, lot yeah. of the graphics uh, and now honestly we I, I don't mean to complain about stuff but the end is kind of just nothing right right <laughs> and i think that you know, they could still use that technology to do stuff with it i just think great leave that but create just i mean show us what you can do by using the top dome of that thing to make an incredibly immersive environment when you're up in there to the point where you don't want to leave it you just want to keep looking at it but it still continues to pull you away you know down into the end of the attraction and what do you want to do then you want to get back on it 
and go back up and see that again. So that's, I don't know, that's something I really wish that they would do. Yeah, you know what? They need to. They need to do something. At least make the globe round and rotate, or they really need to do something. Yeah. That's a good All right. One. This next one is going to probably weird some people out, uh, and that is to bring Alien Encounter to Epcot into Future World, because yeah. <laughs> Alien be Encounter awesome. had to. This do is with, this is wishful thinking, though. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Alien Encounter had to do with with uh, interstellar travel wormhole travel stuff like that that's very true teleportation that right. was a really it was a really good premise i mean so, I, 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 any of our listeners have ever been on it you know you miss it i mean and so yeah you don't have to i mean you work it in whatever way it does maybe it doesn't have to be as frightening or whatever that's up to them but you use it as an educational experience as to where we're at and where we're where we could go i mean you read articles now all the time about where they're trying to do um uh teleportation People are trying to work on this, the molecular side of teleportation. And so you could take it and work it as an educational experience in a ride that would still blow people away. So I guess when I say that uh, alien encounter, I mean something within that, like you're stepping into a ship. That's how I always felt an alien encounter when you went into the theater. That I thought, wow, they could make this like a ship and you're launching. You should make a combo of that. And then isn't there a ride called Storm Force in Tokyo that kind of where it breaks apart? Oh, yeah, yeah, there is. I love that. that. That would be cool. Yeah, so see, there's, yeah, okay, so there's, that's something that would fit into Future World and it would stay there. I mean, because you could, you could easily update it. Uh, nor, I don't think you would have to. Let's face it, I don't think we're doing teleportation anytime in the next 50 years. But who, I mean, who knows? Yeah, seriously, I, it's, it's it's very. I mean, it's very high technology right. that you don't that wouldn't be achieved for a while. And I, so I, I just think that there's cool stuff that they could do, and you bring that into, um, I don't know, bring it into, you know, Wonders of Life Pavilion. You could put it in there. You could put it into certain areas uh, if you didn't, you know, into Future World if you want. Yeah, that's the one thing they do have is room, and they. I mean, I don't think anybody will be too heartbroken if they got rid of like Nemo. You know. Right. All right. This next thing uh, kind of falls into two things, but uh, I'll just tell you the first one first, and that's to put build a one night only suite or rooms that you can stay in that can be reserved to stay in in the countries in Epcot. And so, in, in other words, would, I, I don't want to call them dream suites, but you could put like maybe three or four rooms into each country. Huh. Yeah, you could. Then right. you stay in that country, and they're actually rooms and. Uh, of course, you can't be out just wandering the parks, but there are things that could be done that would keep you within that area. And you could you know look what, out at the parks at night. You know what's funny is, like, out of all, all these ideas, <clears throat> excuse me, I feel like this is most the direction they're heading. Well, the reason why I put this is because Walt always wanted to have a city within Epcot. And this is kind of one way of adding in, at least now you have some people living there. Every night they would be in a room. You know, not a ton, but they would be in some rooms within that area. All right, and then you could, like you said, you, you could apply magic bands to, like, windows or yep. whatever. And and there you could be, like, that's what I could think of. Like, put the magic band into the window and, like, you see Orlando, then you see, like, the real France or, you right. know. Yeah, and like with the with that with every with them like having these special packages with like these upgrades, this is like right. I think that man, I, they might actually do this. This is like well, right where they're headed. And then to keep you from having to you know go down before that section of the park might be open, is you have you know part of the stay that you're having there is that breakfast is brought to your room the next morning, 
there's just certain things like that I'm sure that they could make it and it, of course it's going to be an expensive stay it's not something that you're going to do over and over and over again hence the reason why I'm saying you only make it a one night stay no matter how much somebody might want to stay two and three nights they're only allowed one night and so therefore you end up with you know at least 365 different sets of people that get to stay there each year um, okay and the next part and this is my last thing this would also help into doing something like that in Epcot but also throughout all the parks and that is opening the parks uh, 20 hours per day during peak seasons it beats on the heat it gets you out of the crowd um, there are some people that would love to just tour the parks at night the reason why too I'm leaving that extra four hours is there are times when they need to take things down and if you'd need to you shut certain sections of the park down or whatever and enter or you just have like special hours like you say like splash right. mountain has these hours right. this to this. and it's and it's not going to go on all year long because they're not always in peak season but the problem is right now um the parks are so crowded during the day that it's becoming miserable for the people that are there and for me i'll never be there in the summer because i'm not i'm not stepping out into the heat of the summer there it's not enjoyable to me wouldn't be enjoyable to my kids but if we could sleep hang out do whatever during the day and then go in and hang out in the parks until late you know into the morning you know two three four o'clock in the morning eat do whatever wow that would be great i think i think that i would have a much better time and i think it would bring a lot of people back to the parks during the summer during those peak seasons and let's face it revenue wise yeah it would add a lot this is, this is this is your most controversial one yeah probably <laughs> yeah i'm sure too for cast members and you know i think this could be like a i don't know if they can do that up here they, they it might be tough but think about the amount of it's jobs kind of you like a like a vegas rule Does that make sense? you know what i mean like 24 7 yeah yeah well they, you tell me because you were a cast right. member there yeah. <laughs> um, of course, there's a lot of cast members that aren't going to be there, want to be there working all night. But you could hire additional, I mean, this creates additional jobs for people now that are working at night. Yeah. The only thing I'd be worried about is the wear and tear on the rides. Yeah. But like you said, it wouldn't be all the time. Well, you know so. what I say, though, too, to that? Build more rides. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because let me tell you That's something. That's a good answer. When you're I just, like that. When you're just pounding people onto those rides during the day all day long you're still having horrible wear and tear on the rides you're still yeah. beating the heck out of your cast members and on top of that people aren't in such a good mood because it is 95 degrees outside they've spent probably far more than what they could really afford on this vacation and they're watching it go down the toilet yeah and so yeah, you know what you know the rumor is for the 60th anniversary it's going to be open for 60 hours too Oof, so I don't really? know. We'll we'll find out how that goes or if that even happens. I mean, I don't even know, but I I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. That's kind of what you're talking about, and I guess yeah. that's a good test for this theory. Well, supposedly, I've heard that they've started to add extra uh, uh, hours onto the parks. That I don't know if we've even talked about this on mic. That you were telling me, hey, they're adding hours, they're changing hours of how late the parks are going to be open and stuff just on the fly here all of a sudden they're doing it do you think this could be part of starting to test that theory let's lengthen our hours out here and see what our crowd levels stay like and they'll know quickly because let's face it you 
if you decide, hey, we're going to keep the parks open until 1, look to see how many fast passes and dinner reservations come in. And you're going to know before, I mean, at least probably 60 days out, you're going to have a good idea of how many people are really interested in doing this because you're going to see them line up now through data. Yep. And this, and like, this is another thing that's kind of the direction they're headed towards. You're planning things anyway, you know? Right. Yep. All right. Well, that's what I got. So, <laughs> as we said in the beginning, if anybody's interested in uh, having this chat with us and coming up with some what ifs of their own, we're actually considering maybe trying to do a uh, Skype call in show sometime. And what we'll do is give a number out there, we'll tweet it. And then if you're interested, then people can call in and we'll put you on the show. And can you even can, have like debates? That oh, sounds like fun. I think we come up with scenarios. We'll just yep. we'll just chat away. I mean, this is part of that whole thing to me of just seeing what we can dream up. And I really do believe you do get the attention of uh, Disney Imagineers, of Disney cast members who start talking and the word gets around when good ideas are kind of fleshed out. And well, I think what's sometimes funny is like let me let me mention that like a lot of the Imagineers they're kind of powered by the board. And if they have like evidence, like say we're saying something, maybe they'll listen. I mean, you never know. Well, I mean, and they can show. Look at, I mean, we can do hashtags and yeah. put start putting those out there and let them start trending. That that will say something like, uh, you know, change Epcot, and then the hashtag would or be change. Or occupy Epcot, right? Yeah, <laughs> occupy Epcot. There you go. Or uh, uh, whatever WW twenty. And then, yeah, hashtag that, and that's basically saying for everybody who wants this place, to, this place to be open for 20 hours, then you hashtag that out. I don't know. I just feel like you could, you could make change, and you can get your uh, uh, opinion out there to where they'll, they'll notice it. If it trends enough, they're certainly, they're certainly going to notice it. So. Sounds like a pipe dream, but I like and sometimes it's not, pipe well, dreams. It's not only with this stuff. Even Universal, there's a lot of stuff being announced, and we can talk about that. Well, too, and up. There, you know what? For the consumer, we are in a great place right now of leverage because these these two places are in a knockdown drag out for your dollar. And so when you start trending and showing to where there's conversation going on, they tend to pay attention because they don't want to find themselves uh, behind the curve. Let's face it. Okay, well, let me just mention what's happening today. I mean, what just opened today? Something SOP opened today, right, Doug? What was that? Do you was know? That, was that? No, what was it? The whole Diagon Alley, except for Green Gods, got SOP open today. Oh, I didn't know that. I'd heard only on and, Hogwarts. And simultaneously, Hogwarts. Hogwarts. Disney was Snapchatting and showing their Frozen thing for Hollywood Studios. So they were really knocking it down today, but like it's, it's clear that Universal kind of is winning right now. Right, right. And, I mean, you know, what are they going to say? Hey, we have Avatar. Hello, we have Avatar. Great. <laughs> Can you show me anything that you've yeah. built in Avatar? Well, they're going to have to. They're going to have to do something, you know, which is great because we're going to see these two companies kind of. Yeah. And, and we're, we win because we get great attractions coming from both by no companies, means. not just Universal. I think, I think honestly, Disney's going to see this stuff and they're going to respond Maybe not today, but who knows? You know what I mean? They can always respond. Well, they're going to respond. At least yeah. it keeps everybody's knives sharpened here on yeah. both sides. Because Universal has, I mean, they have nowhere to go but up at this point. And they have a long way to go revenue-wise 
before they're catching, you know, the Oh, yeah. Company. I mean, they think this is going to solve everything. It's not. They just, they got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Cause yeah, any, I mean, anytime they stop, Disney's going to run over. Oh, you, you know it. Yeah. <laughs> you know that right now, let's, Disney is waiting for Universal to take a deep breath. And when they do, they're going to come out probably with Star Wars land information. Well, they're, they're having problems with, you know, Gringotts. the Gringotts get right. It's not functioning the way they want it to yet so yeah, that's kind of that's something today is four days before they open yeah it's Diagon not ready Alley. yet <laughs> and it is not running right that's what i've heard every time uh that people have been on it it's breaking down so yeah there are problems and they'll get them worked out but um yeah that's nerve-wracking which but means... any any yeah especially for them because they've been they've been they've been hitting a kind of home run with this area it's just this ride not being open and even even that will kind of maybe you know what i mean even though it's not perfect it has to be perfect almost oh yeah well yeah because well, when they open i mean it's thing. not honestly to us kind of the consumer it's it doesn't really matter we're gonna see the ride we're gonna have fun but i think to them it's a big deal well you think about this they've announced the july 8th opening uh let's say you've now booked a trip from the uk to come here in august because you've heard the July 8th opening and that thing is still not running right and you've come all the way from Australia or the UK or Japan to ride it and it's not running correctly. That's that's not good. And you know that they know that. And you know that Disney is up in the wings just waiting. And that's by no means am I saying to anybody, this is not a, uh, oh, Disney's better or Universal's better show. This is a show for me of... The consumer gets the consumer wins, and yep, and that's what I'm looking for. I want more and more and more opportunity and choice, and I want them to have pressure on each other to do better. Uh, I really feel like, I mean, let's face it, uh, Universal's on the upswing here. They've kind of got their nails ground in, and they're they're moving along. And Disney, from what I can see has found themselves a little bit asleep at the switch. No, and, they're and now up. they're, I mean, God, they've got like frozen fireworks and a frozen right. parade now. I mean, would they have done that if they weren't so pressured? You know what I mean? Right. Like by kind of the store next door, kind of lower. <laughs> it's, it's like the 99 cent store going to 98 cent and having better right. products. And, and honestly, you know I mean? it's, a, it's a godsend for Disney because yep. if Frozen didn't take off, what were they going to have right now to brag about? <laughs> That's very true. Like, Saving Mr. Banks a ride, or I don't yeah, know. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you don't. They wouldn't have had anything, but guess what? They do now. They've got a billion dollar movie. That's man just keeps propelling, and next comes the stage shows and Broadway, and this thing just keeps going. So, and uh, we talked about this off mic about maybe Disney World just changing its identity and just going with where they're going, and just be okay with it. Yeah, remember? Yeah. yeah. Like, just be that more expensive resort. Just own it, kind of. Just do it. You Which know? Can, it's not like they're losing money. I mean... No, they're not. Right. right. And They, they yeah. should just change their identity. So Because the problem is, right now, they don't have one. I mean, well, and the problem is... They have, is, like, these kind of two parks that are kind of a mess. And then the Animal Kingdom, people are saying it's not a full-day park. You know what their, just, but their identity has become, too, somewhat, of the discount parks. In other words people want free dining and that's why they'll come in in September uh, people want room discounts and that's why they'll come in during these off times people want certain things but the only time that they're able to 
to overfill. It's almost these like parks. you get two different crowds. That's right. True, huh? Like the off-season crowd and the odd. The, yep. The, Wow. And they've kind of almost become that because, uh, because they started that ball rolling probably around 9/11, when they just couldn't get anybody into the parks, and so they offered, they offered free dining, they offered room discounts, they offered things that now, once you do that, people don't want to let go of it, and so now let's face it, every summer, now before s- September even gets here, people are already looking, asking travel agents, asking Disney. When do the uh, when's free dining gonna be announced? This has yep. become now like a, this is what's expected. Oh, even us, we're like we're oh, just yeah. set. Yeah, you're right. It's gonna pass. Yep. Yep. And so the crazy thing is too, for a lot of people, it's not a make or break deal. If you told them that there'll be no free dining this year, a lot of people would still come, but they're yeah. gonna take a hit. I mean, they're gonna take a hit. So I don't know. Anyway, I, I love the competition of it, and so I hope that they keep kind of pushing each other to the max here and pushing uh, uh, design engineers and stuff from one company to the other. I kind of like it. Yeah, it's like switching sides. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah, the ideas keep moving back and forth, and let's face it, every time these guys go from one company to the other, they're, they're learning. Their learning curve is, I mean, it really grows, and... So anyway, and I almost wonder if they're tempting the other people from the other side, like going, "Oh, they won't let you do that. I'll let you do that over here." Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I wonder. Well, I mean, I you it? never know. You, you never know what's going behind. Tom people. West, the one Imagineer that came from uh, Disney and went to Universal, and he said, uh, "What was his response that uh, Universal builds things while Disney is still sitting in boardrooms, having meetings?" Yeah. And so I don't know whether that's true. I, I mean, Disney is a lot bigger ship to try to steer right now. But at the, at the pace that Universal is going right now, they're either going to keep hitting some huge home runs. And, and Disney's got their hands in so yeah. much stuff. Yep. I and so I think that it's going to force them both to get very organized. If this Gringotts thing continues to hamper the opening of Diagon Alley, you know, of all of it. I think they're going to open it even if it's not ready. Well, I think that they'll have to. The problem is, is if it's not functioning, you can't be having, uh, out of let's say a hundred rides a day on it, you can't have, uh, you know, eighty-five of them breaking down, and you're trying to uh, do evacuations and stuff off the attraction. Can't yeah, have see, that. I don't, I don't realize that's what's weird because I think Indy Indiana Jones here when it first opened it was breaking down a lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of new rides kind of do break down a lot. But like this one's kind of ridiculous the way it's breaking down. It seems like I don't I don't even very few people have gotten a full ride out of it, right? Uh, from what I understand, right? Yeah. Uh, on the media presentation, a lot of people had to go on it two or three times to get a full ride. Oh, see, that's bad. Well, and I would have expected that then. I I know, man. There's some people that are spending sleepless nights right now, engineers. <laughs> Trying to get everything worked oh, out. Oh yeah, oh and yeah. I'm there's sure. so much pressure because it, there's even more pressure because everything else is perfect. Well, and you're trying to work the mechanized side into the software side, and this is the part of trying to calibrate everything. Yeah. And the problem because yeah, we have no idea what the problem is. All right. No well, idea. I can tell you with these kind of attractions, uh, that computer is looking for that car to pass by a certain point at a certain time, and if it doesn't, the computer will reboot. And it'll keep shutting the thing down. I wonder if I wonder if it's like guests getting on and off the ride 
not fast enough. I something. did hear something about yeah, because people weren't fitting on into the cars correctly, and they weren't using the test cars outside, and so it was slowing things way down to the point where it was causing it was causing issues. So there's so many things here I'm sure that have to be worked on that I'm sure that they are working diligently at getting it to work right now and and most likely by well, the eight. Let's just say that they've gotten the Hogwarts Express. Here did yeah, you hear yeah, the wait perfect. today? It it's, was like ten minutes. Yeah, it's That's perfect. Like, yeah, that thing's crazy. I cruising. can't wait. Yep. Yeah. So Hogwarts They said they is, had like what did they got like seven minute cycles? Oh man. Yeah. That's awesome. And it's and it's running, I mean smooth as anything. Um, man, I too, I gotta tell you, I can't wait to see Nocturne Alley and Carcat Market. Um, and I know we discussed this a little bit with Nocturne and it's how it's dark. I'm not so much into dark things, but the view of all this looks awesome to me. And Carcat with the glass roof over top of that area yep. of the street. They thought of, they thought of the weather there. They, they the weather it and up. it holds the air conditioning in and just looks, I don't know, man, it just looks so well thought out that... We'll have uh, video and pictures and all that stuff coming back in September of it. So everybody just stay tuned. All right, for now, uh, unless you've got something else, Cameron, we're going to sign off. Sure. All right, everybody. It has been fun. These are the kind of shows that I love to do of just talking about the what ifs and the uh, can they do this and can they do that. So I would like to do these things all the time. It just... Uh, comes down to how often I just get a chance to think about this stuff. So anyway, like I said, uh, at some point we may try to do a live call and show, get one planned and we'll tweet out about it. And if somebody's interested, you can call us. We'll, we'll get you on, on board with us and we can all kind of have a friendly uh, discussion and interaction with each other, which is something that we haven't had a chance to do too many times with our uh, listeners. So uh, until then, we will uh, talk to you all later. Bye, everyone.